In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. I'm excited about this series. For the next five weeks, we are going to unpack a series called The Effective Prayer of a Righteous Man. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I am Jim Ramos, your host, Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men. God, our goal is to help you live out your best version, even in the stress bubble of life while you're loving your bride, raising your kids, and guys, beyond. I'm excited about this series. For the next five weeks, we are going to unpack a series called The Effective Prayer of a Righteous Man. Now, this came out of the last six months in my life. We had a great year last year, but I got to May, June, and I was fried. I was burnt out. I was fatigued. I had to just get away the entire month of July and just completely disengage mentally, readjust, recalibrate, reboot my focus. And I walked away with this thought. I need to spend time and be completely disciplined to spending time in the most important things. And those things are time with my wife and family, prayer, reading the Bible, and exercise. So I've recommitted my calendar to reflect those things as the first things I do every morning, Monday through Friday. And so I want to talk to you about prayer because prayer is a big deal to me. And so I've committed, guys, to doing, to praying an hour a day for myself, those I love, and for this ministry. And I want to walk you through during the next five episodes Five things that I do. Two of them are ways I pray, and the other three are prerequisites, if you will, to prayer. And I want to unpack these for you. I think they're going to really encourage you in your journey. I think they're going to help you to step into your best version. And I think they're going to help you to discern and understand when the creator of the universe is whispering your name and what he is saying to you. So I am super excited about this. This part, part one in this series today is called the four prerequisites to hearing God's voice. Now, guys, I got to tell you, I still remember where I was when I heard it. I was in a green Chevy GMC uh, 
what is that, a blazer, driving back from basketball practice. I was a freshman in high school. We had just had a Christmas break practice. My birthday is December 14th, and for two of my birthday presents, I had received uh, cassettes. One cassette was Aerosmith's Toys in the Attic, classic. The other cassette was ACDC's Back in Black classic. And I've got these cassettes. I'm getting ready to listen to them. And my head basketball coach, who is also my campus life director, who also ironically led me to Christ four years later, who also is our vice president of men in the arena today. So this is in 1981. He's We're driving and he's preaching the gospel to me. And I remember telling him, hey, Gary, his name is Gary McCusker. I said, Gary, I go, I appreciate all you have to say, but man, my parents got divorced like three years ago. And I, I just, we went to church and all that, and I'm just never going to church again. Never. And he, and you know, Gary didn't blink an eye, which is good because he was the one driving the car. And he said to me, he goes, you know, Jim, he said, Christianity is not about going to church. It's about having a relationship with God. You know, that was the first time. And I'd been born and raised in church. I received first communion, first confession. I had never been told I could have a personal relationship with Jesus. So when I gave my life to Christ, man, I did not give my life to Christ because I was afraid of going to hell. I didn't give my life to Christ because I was a broken individual. I mean, I thought I was pretty awesome. I gave my life to Christ because I wanted to have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So this series is about helping you as a man or a woman, whoever may be listening to this podcast, to help you hear and discern God's voice. And this series is based on James chapter 5, verse 16. It simply says this, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So what I want to do today, I want to unpack with you what I use and the tools I implement and have been implementing for 35 years to hear the voice of God. And so I want to unpack the four prerequisites. I hope that you can write these down somewhere. I hope that you'll remember these. They're pretty catchy. They're pretty easy to remember. So I want to give you four prerequisites I use to hearing the voice of God. All right, here's the first one. Ready? Write this down. The heart of a champion. The heart of a champion. You know, Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live, but Jesus Christ now lives in me. The life I live for the flesh, I live for the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Paul is, is expressing his radical commitment to Jesus. It starts with a radical commitment to Jesus. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, God, you know, man looks at the outward appearance, but God knows the heart. So we're talking about having a heart that is all in for Jesus. Are you all in for Jesus? Are you sold out? Does your life reflect that you are a sold out, devoted follower of Jesus? If that is true, the words of St. Augustine from like 350 AD ring true. And he said this, Love God and do as you wish. I mean, if you're completely devoted to Jesus, if your life is surrendered to the cross, do whatever you want and you'll be in line with the will of God because you are sold out. I mean, I remember as a youth pastor, I'd have these guys come up to me all the time and say, hey, I just want to hear from God and I don't hear from God and I feel God is distant. I'm like, dude, stop having sex with your girlfriend. I mean, you know, stop living in open rebellion against God. Stop living in sin. You want to, you know, you're living with your girlfriend and don't know why God doesn't seem to be speaking to you? Well, maybe it's because you have turned away from him and you've turned to open rebellion and sin. And so the first step, guys, to hearing God's voice is to have a heart. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 3 maybe, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. 
the pure in heart see God in everything. So, which is coming up to my next point. So we want to have a heart of a champion. The next point is we want to have the eyes of a hunter. So if Matthew 5, 3 says, we, the blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God, this is really important that we have the eyes of a hunter so that we can see God in everything. We can see God, see God in, uh, in our environments. I, I'm calling this the eyes of a hunter because if you look in wilderness, it's very easy to spot a predator. In fact, my son Darby, who's 26, experienced this about three months ago. He was hunting bear in Western Oregon. He was on a, a, a timber pad. So it's a point where they put their equipment to log all around that area. So he's on this flat pad. His truck is parked on this pad. He's looking through his binoculars across a canyon and he had this real weird sense and his hair on his back of his neck started to kind of stand up on his neck. And he turned around and a mountain lion was stalking him. And so as you know, a mountain lion has big eyes and small ears and everything is facing forward and the, and they have typically have uh predators typically have stout legs muscular built for sprinting not long distance they're typically lower to the ground uh, all throughout look at humans we have incisors these are not made to be a vegan right here that's made to chew meat boys our eyes are facing forward. Our ears are small. We're stout. We are we are the ultimate apex predator. So when I talk about having the eyes of a hunter, I'm saying be ready at all times. I'm telling you guys, I was hiking two hours ago, and the guy, my hiking buddy, goes, look, 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 and 10 yards away from us were two does kind of sneaking through the ferns, and I hadn't seen him, but he did see him, and I was a little embarrassed, quite frankly, because I'm supposed to have the eyes of a hunter, not my other hunting buddy. But eyes of a hunter, when I drive, it doesn't matter where I drive, I mean, I'm like swerving around the road like a drunk guy because I'm always looking for game. And I'm always looking to see God in everything that's around me. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So not only do you have to have a pencil of a, sharp, the, a, a heart of a champion, the eyes of a hunter, but then... The pencil, number three, is the pencil of a sharpshooter. Pencil of a sharpshooter. What do I mean? What do I mean by that? I mean, I carry this yellow notepad everywhere I go. I either carry it on my phone or I carry it in my office. And when I go to pray, I have this and I have this. And it's a little bullet pen, so sharpshooter, baby. And I write stuff down over and over and over again, even on the back. Because of this, I've realized that if I don't write it down, I forget it. And I want to be caught up in the moment. And I want to have the pencil of a sharpshooter. I want to pull that pencil out. I want to write it down or I want to speak into my phone and put it in my yellow notes. This is what I want to do. Always looking. Just last night, it was 1130 last night. And I, I got up, I had a thought, boom, went right to my phone, put it right in there. Because I knew if I didn't do it, it would go away. So I want to have the heart of a champion. I want to have the eyes of a hunter. I want to have a pencil of a sharpshooter. And the fourth thing I want to have, is this may sound counterintuitive, but I want to have the ears of the hunted. So if the predator has small ears and big eyes in the front, the prey, the hunted, has big ears and his eye, its eyes are typically in the side of its head. So we've been hunting elk in the last couple weeks. We've been learning how to call them. We've been learning all these things. What we've learned is this. If an elk sees you, you may be okay. 
But if he hears you, you may be okay. If he smells you, it's over. If he smells you and sees you, it's over. If he smells you and hears you, it's over. His ears are designed to hear. His nose is designed to smell. His eyes are in the outside of his head to see because he realizes that he could die in any moment. And so he's deeply, deeply aware of his surroundings. And so when we, in the context of prayer, guys, what I'm saying is this. Be, not only be aware visually of what God is doing in the eyes of a hunter, but be aware with all other senses what God may be doing and always listen for God to speak to you. It may be through a human, it may be through nature, which we're going to talk about this in our next equipping episode. There are several venues that God will speak to us. We have to always be listening to hear God speak. But those four prerequisites are so important, guys. The heart of a champion, the eyes of a hunter, the pencil of a sharpshooter, the ears of the prey. Those four things have been game changers in my life. I hope they will be for you too, guys. Hey, make sure you head on over to our website, menandarena.org. Pick up your free copy of my book, Tell Them What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. While you're there, click the Join Our Program button. We talked about that on our last equipping podcast, guys. Get involved in one of our many virtual teams to help you become your best version. Until next time. Feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.